0: Its Catholic identity builds upon Thomas Aquinas and the magisterium of the Catholic Church and engaging with God in the wilderness. Find out more at wyomingcatholic.edu. All right, we have with us today Pauline Noiding. She is the European editor of Quillette, a lawyer by training. She is now one of Sweden's best-known columnists. Her her writings have appeared in Politico, New York Times, and The Spectator, which published uh, a story that she wrote last year called Bomb Attacks Are Now a Normal Part of Swedish Life. It turned out to be one of the most uh, cited, uh, discussed articles of the year at The Spectator. I met her at the National Conservative Conference in Washington, D.C. last July, where she spoke on the subject of immigration and violence in Sweden and its implications for the bigger issues of sovereignty and nationalism. Uh, Welcome, Paulina.
1: Thank you. Thank you for having me.
0: Uh, you know why, why don't we just begin for our listeners who may not know very much about the the Swedish situation. What is the Swedish situation? What prompted you to write this article? Actually, you know, let me let me let me read the first couple of paragraphs so people get mm-hmm. get a sense of of what you were saying. One night last week, ex- this took place in, in early 2019. One night last week, explosions took place in three different locations in and around Stockholm. There were no injuries this time, just the usual shattered windows, scattered debris and shocked people woken by the blast. The police bomb squad was already on its way to the first explosion in the district of Vauxholm when it had to turn around and prioritize the detonation at a residential building in the more densely populated city center. Residents whose doors had been deformed by the shockwave had to be rescued. The third target, seemingly unrelated, was a facility belonging to a Syriac Orthodox Church which had already been bombed twice in the past year. Yes, And, and here's, here's, here's a, a, a <laughs> sort of commentary paragraph that you have. Normalization is a term that we have come to associate with domestic violence. The victim begins to think of abuse as a part of everyday life. Explosions have become so normalized in Sweden that CV, SVT, Sweden's equivalent of the BBC, did not even mention the three explosions in the country's capital on its national news program that evening. So what what is what is the broader situation? How do we get here?
1: So Sweden has a very specific problem with bombings, which is unique for us. It's uh, not something that can be found anywhere else in the West right now. No other country, which is not at war, has this uh, this amount of of bombings. Uh, we had more than two hundred and thirty bombings in two thousand and nineteen. Wow. And this has continued, and in, in, now in January with. A couple of uh, big blasts in uh, Stockholm in the capital. so so this is a very big problem, and it's uh, um, with this comes a surge in uh, shootings, gang related shootings um, and gang crime in general.
0: yeah, where so so th- this is the level of violence uh, yeah. ten years ago, did you see anything uh, like this? No, no, this is entirely it's- new.
1: Yes. And I, I was writing about immigration and crime and segregation 10 years ago as well. And uh, even though I was warning about the situation and saying that things could get worse, I don't think anyone could have imagined a situation where we would have 230 bombings in one year. It's, it's a very extreme situation.
0: And did Sweden experience a big upsurge in immigration in the 2000 teens.
1: Yes. And I mean, it's important to to the, these things are so crime and immigration seem to be related. And, and there is a clear link between segregation and and uh, social decline in certain areas and increase in certain types of crime. But it's not a, a linear uh,
2: um, relationship it's not
1: a, yeah exactly so so we have to be careful when we talk about these things not immediately jump to the conclusion that every single bombing has to do with street gangs and immigrant neighborhoods for instance because we don't know that for sure but there there is a, a def, definitely a link between immigration and crime and uh, that is long-term immigration immigration for the past 30 years not necessarily the the immigration wave in two thousand and fifteen.
0: When you <laughs> wrote the Spectator article, mm-hmm. which again got wide circulation, what was mm. what was the was there a response in Sweden? Were were you were you called in for debates, discussions? Did you drag you into any controversies?
1: There was a brief discussion for a few days on whether this had in fact been normalized or not and there was a very specific discussion about the evening news that night whether they had they had covered it in their local news the local news for Stockholm but not the national news is that normalization or isn't it so so there was a discussion about that but generally people in Sweden feel that this is a very very big problem but there are still attempts by by the government and parts of the media establishment to downplay what's going on. And for instance, we had a, a government minister just last week who tried to say that people in Sweden are more worried about unequal health care than about shootings, which is just empir- empirically not not true. People are more worried about crime than than most other things at this point.
0: All right. Big question. Why? Mm-hmm. Why? What? Why is the government? What well, one? it seems disengaged from from people, you know, out mm-hmm. on the ground in the street, ordinary citizens. But why does the government hesitate to to focus on on the violence?
1: Well, there are a few reasons. One of them is that they I think that they generally genuinely don't know what to do and how to deal with it because it's such a new situation. And you know, Sweden is known for, very lenient punishments, very liberal, uh, very liberal criminal system, and it used to work well in Sweden because Sweden used to be a low crime country. Mm-hmm. It used to be one of the countries with the lowest rates of violent crime in Western Europe.
0: American American liberals who mm-hmm. were, let's just say, soft on crime. American liberals—that that's sort of a, a a characterization that has been going on actually since the since the 1960s. And and so you get a lot of a lot of conservatives and conservative politicians wanting the reputation as tough on crime. In mm-hmm. response to that, but the you know my own my own my father was a real soft on crime kind of guy, and they they idealize Sweden. I used to hear Sweden talk about, Look at Sweden. They don't have these problems, and they, they have a much less punitive uh, criminal criminal system. Why can't we be more like Sweden? So mm-hmm. uh, yeah, that 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 Swedish reputation. As yes. not needing this, and and sort of understanding that there's a, you know, crime is often a reactive problem to a- a excess, excess, excess law.
2: Yeah, uh, but
1: that, that, I I hear that a lot, and I think it's a matter of reversed causality. In, in Sweden, we say, look at the United States; they have very. Uh, tough they're very tough on crime and they have these high crime levels so there has to be a causal relationship between harsh punishments and high crime mm-hmm. well it's more likely that the relationship is is the reverse that you have uh, when you have high crime uh, there are demands for for harsher pun- punishments right so so uh, the punishments follow uh from high crime levels and... right so it's the other way around yeah. um and sweden used to have low crime levels and we used to be able to get by on on a small police force and uh, you know lenient punishments i can give you an example there was a case that i read about just a few days ago with a with a little girl who was raped on her way to school in stockholm oh. uh, and she was uh, a man attacked her dragged her into a forest choked her and raped her and he got six years in prison mm. for that. Mm. And in Sweden, you, you're out after, after two-thirds of the time. So four years for attacking and raping a child. Mm. And this man had already served a prison sentence for, for an unprovoked attack on a pregnant woman. He smashed her head in with a bat. And he was out. He was out and was able to... To rape this child, so, and,
0: and and local public outrage doesn't yes, produce. Yes. There, there is uh, outrage,
1: but there is a there is a, this idea among the Swedish political and um, the political establishment, the media establishment, lawyers, who who push this idea that low that um, lenient punishments somehow cause a decline in crime, which is. It, it's
0: it's um evidence it, please
1: yes exactly <laughs> now uh, and, well now yeah. you so, you, you we're s- back to this reversed cause of relationship that Sweden was able to have lenient punishments because we had low crime, crime we were able to be liberal because uh, crime was low
0: right but now that crime has gone up you yes. say that one reason the government is reluctant to mm-hmm. face the full reality of the yes. increase in crime and violence is that they didn't really, they're not used to this. And so they don't have the institutional logistics to yes. handle fact, this. But you're also yes. implying that there is an ideological or actually a psychological even resistance to recognizing the the extremity of the problem. Is that right?
1: Yes, because there's, um, first of all, immigration used to be, Sweden is very secular, but the idea of immigration was, Almost wholly, for a few years. This uh, being, uh, we we talked about Sweden, or Sweden was spoken about as a humanitarian superpower. Mm. We're supposed to be a light among nations, and now that we see that this isn't working out the way that we many of us were hoping, um, there is simply it's it's difficult to talk about. No one knows, no one really knows how to address the problem.
0: Is the specter of nationalism weighing on? People definitely. That
1: definitely. If, um, so, so nationalism is um, um, is a word with um, negative connotations in Sweden. As patriotism, it's not some something that would be used in in polite society. You you don't speak of nationalism or patriotism as something positive.
0: Well, is this uh. is, is is this producing? Uh, yeah. a nationalist so, reaction among a portion of the citizenry?
1: Definitely. So what you see now is that the the current government, the Social Democrats and the Social Democrats and the Green Party, they have the lowest approval ratings that any government has had for 40 years and probably mm-hmm. in, in modern Swedish history. Um, so a record low rate. Among the Swedish public, have um, um, trust the current government, or have confidence in the in the, in the government. And uh, at the same time, the Sweden Democrats, which is Sweden's um, anti anti-immigration, anti-EU, uh, anti-establishment party, um, have appeared as the biggest party in the polls. Hmm. So this is, I mean, the, this is a very concrete political effect of. Um, of this um, um, yeah, crime wave. And, and, so, and
0: the Social Democrats in mm-hmm. Sweden, they're not learning the lesson that we've seen in the other parts of Europe where actually nationalist or populist parties, uh, mm-hmm. at least conservative on those grounds, they actually could be liberal mm-hmm. on other grounds, but they're conservative on the sovereignty issue on mm-hmm. preserving traditional culture, that the Swedish social democrat leaders that they just can't say we we've we've got to soften on this. We have to show some ability to mm-hmm. recognize to take seriously this crime problem and see it at least in in some degree as as a problem with immigration and assimilation. They're 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 not adjusting to this.
1: Uh, at times, uh, there there was a a disastrous interview with the prime minister Stefan Löfven who. Um, who kept um, repeating that we didn't see this coming. He was interviewed about crime and the bombings, and he said repeatedly, we did not see this coming.
2: <laughs> well, it's, it's, to t- it it's time is, to see.
1: Exactly, which makes it sound as if there wasn't any discussion about this. There was, and the government tried very hard to deny that that things were, were serious. So uh, the Minister of Justice, two years ago, he wrote an article for the Wall Street Journal where he said that like other countries, Sweden has problems with crime, but the idea that um, problems are bigger in Sweden is totally wrong. so so they had this PR campaign. They even have have a website on the government or a page on the government website, uh, supposedly debunking myths about crime and immigration in Sweden um, and um, and uh, so so they have this PR campaign to say that there is. Uh, no strong link between immigration and crime and that crime isn't as big as of uh, as big of a problem as uh, uh, people tend to think.
0: And then the ordinary citizens are being th- th- they think they're being told, uh, don't believe your eyes, don't believe your ears.
2: Exactly. And there's the I mean, trust issue.
1: Mm-hmm. And and then there's the fact that these problems were most evident uh, early on in segregated areas, so in immigrant areas. And um, I think that if this had reached the middle class as it has done now, mm. earlier on, they would have had to admit that the problem was serious uh, a long time ago. And, uh, you know, I'm not someone who uses the racism accusation lightly, but I think that to a certain extent people would say, okay, there there was an, another explosion in one of the segregated areas in Malmo. Mm-hmm. it's It's not really about us mm-hmm. you know?
0: mm-hmm. well it's almost unthinkable for mm-hmm. for older Americans who've heard for so long about what a what a social paradise uh, and I'm, I'm not being ironic there the, the yes, Sweden I mean, was,
1: there was there there is to, some truth to that idea. I mean, if you look at Sweden, Sweden used to have, as I said, the among the lowest crime rates or rates of violent crime in Western Europe. So we were very successful there. Very high levels of trust, social cohesion, um, low economic inequality. So Sweden used to be a very successful country in those ways. Um, But but things have have changed.
0: And and is it true that there are actual no-go zones for the police (laughs) in Sweden?
1: Yeah, so that's a question I get a lot. And it it depends on on what you mean by a no-go zone. When I when I spoke to the head of the ambulance drivers union, the paramedics union, he said that there are definitely areas that are no go for us. We have to await police protection before we go. Mm-hmm. And there have even been instances where, where um, firefighters haven't been able to go in uh, <clears throat> when there has been a fire to to enter an area because mm-hmm. they have uh, because they had to wait for for a police escort. So, so that's firefighters, ambulance drivers have the same problem, right? At right. times, in certain areas, there are areas where um, there have been has been no distribution of um, uh, packages and mail, because it's been deemed too, too dangerous. There are subway stops in Stockholm, where um, uh, ticket inspectors haven't been able to work because it's too dangerous, and so on and so forth. So Now that we had the commemoration of the Holocaust, there was a debate on Swedish or a discussion on Swedish television about um, a group of grandchildren of Holocaust survivors who visit Swedish schools to talk about the Holocaust. And then it turned out, as they were speaking, that there are some schools where they can't go because their security, (laughs) because security is a problem there. Hmm. So there are even no-go schools. For grandchildren of Holocaust survivors, for security reasons.
0: Well, well, let's get into the the, the anti-Semitic issue in in a moment. Let let me ask one thing about these 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 no-go zone areas or just the troubled areas. What what are the political representatives, even if they're not in the government, what are they saying about this? The 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 leaders of these of these places of these geographies that are suffering so 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 much trouble.
1: Sweden is deeply, deeply segregated, and uh, things can go on in those areas without being really being noticed in the mainstream political discourse. I just read a report about an area. It was written by by the municipality about how clan structures have come to dominate a neighborhood in Sweden. And these government municipal officials write that um children who belong to a certain clan their their status in the in their group of friends is decided by which clan they belong to
2: hmm. or
1: people who who belong to the wrong clan are bullied um, out of certain buildings they mm-hmm. they are they can't live in, in their their buildings anymore because they belong to the wrong clan so so this is something that's going on underneath the surface somehow it's not talked about because no one is really comfortable talking about it because they don't want to be accused of racism. Right. And it has very little to do with the life of the swedish middle middle class
0: well as as the problems get worse, is the political correctness that prevents open discussion of this is is that is that crumbling? or is or is it, you know, in yes. some ways, is it even stronger than ever?
1: it It is weaker than it used to be. and that has to do with um. Uh, with the immigration wave of 2015. Because up until then, it was absolutely beyond the pale to even uh, discuss um, immigration in terms of how many migrants can we take in. Mm-hmm. That was deemed um, beyond the pale. So uh, when we someone, a, a woman from the Christian Democrats, tried to raise the issue in 2015, she tried to say that Listen, we have to talk about how many immigrants we we're able to take in and integrate and so on. And she was she was really attacked for saying that because that supposedly was a was a racist idea.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Because if you're an asylum seeker and you show up in Sweden, you have the right to asylum. Uh, you have to stay. Uh, <clears throat> we can't pick and choose whether or not we take in people who who are asylum seekers. And then in 2015, in November when the the system really shut down, and Sweden had to um, uh, introduce identity checks at the Danish border, that's when the government really showed that uh, there is a limit, there is actually a limit. We didn't allow allow this discussion about whether there there is a limit or not, but there is one, and we we just reached it and After the government turned, journalists turned and started to to discuss and started to discuss whether. Hmm. Uh, where where the actual limit was so they lost a lot of cre- credibility because they invested so much in saying there's no limit mm-hmm. and when they turned uh, they, they they simply lost a lot of uh, of that credibility so since then we have a much more open discussion yeah
0: do do, do people fear the deterioration of swedish culture and tradition or it um, hasn't reached that point yet
1: i think not many people would put it that way because it's that's another sensitive topic swedish culture mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, swedish traditions but people are very concerned about uh, social unrest and crime and it's something that you, you can see as well if you look at for instance swedes who are looking to buy homes if you ask them what's most important for them, it used to be having a balcony or the location or being close to water, and now it's, it has to be a safe na- neighborhood. Hmm. So, and that situation is entirely new for us. It's not something we're used to.
2: Yeah.
1: Sweden doesn't have any gated communities. Everything is, uh, we're a very uh, egalitarian, very collectivist society where, if you know, you, you people are not used to thinking in terms of uh, security in that sense. The way they, the way you're used to in the United States. I, I think one thing that's important to to know is that Sweden overall has lower crime, much lower crime rates than the United States. Yes. So when we talk about it, this can be very confusing because we're talking about a low crime country that suddenly has uh, much higher rates of um, gang-related shootings, for instance, than its neighbors. But we're we're not even approaching American levels when it comes to shootings, for instance. Uh, when it comes to bombings, we are unique in the Western world, including the United mm-hmm. States. But uh, um, yeah, so so that's an important point to make that we are um, we are not experiencing uh, American crime levels.
0: Is there? We'll, we'll, we'll get to the. I mentioned a, a moment ago is there a significant anti-Semitic angle to to the violence?
1: You know, we, we spoke about no-go zones, and um, there was a Swedish TV ch- channel, SVT, the equivalent of the BBC. Uh, they did an experiment a few years ago where they had a reporter or two reporters wear a kippa and a Star of David, I think, and, and walk into one of those uh, segregated immigrant areas in. Malmö, which is sweden's third largest city and they walked into this area with hidden cameras and they were spotted as jews and people in a collective effort forced them to to leave the area eggs were thrown from the windows and there was more text messages going out to to residents that jews had been spotted in the area
0: it was and, their jewish identity that was yeah, the the central definitely.
1: fact yes and you know i i don't know of any other swedish neighborhood I mean, Swedish and proper Sweden, um, that where where that would happen. Um, that so, must
0: have uh, th- th- that must have reverberated throughout the it, country.
1: It, it it did, and then we have, you know, as I mentioned, schools where where people can't come to speak about the Holocaust because it's not safe for them.
0: Are are the Jewish schools under lock and key?
1: Oh, yes, definitely. Uh, bulletproof glass, lots of security and so on.
2: Hmm. Yes.
0: Well, oh, OK, L- last question, Pauline. W- where Where is this going to be in five years? I know it's hard to predict, but go ahead.
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, I think that uh, the government is introducing some um, uh, um, tougher, tougher laws on, for instance, the um, on possession of explosives, or uh, we haven't talked about this, but uh, um, uh, people who have um, traveled to to participate in, um, in fights and to to fight with ISIS in Syria, for instance, mm-hmm. so the, a lot has changed uh, to to the better in the past uh, few years. But I, I don't think it's enough, and I don't see this trend. Uh, changing in a time soon.
0: Hmm. All right. Pauline and Neuding, thank you for joining us. Thank you, Mark. And thank you for listening to our conversation, which has been supported by Wyoming Catholic College, which combines great books, the Catholic tradition, and the great outdoors of the American West into an extraordinary education. Go to wyomingcatholic.edu or contact the admissions office at 877-332-2930.